0: Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster podcast. The following message is titled Confidence and was spoken by Pastor Gary Keller. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at NLCCLancaster.com. I take you to Hebrews chapter 10, starting with verse 35. And reading through verse 39. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come And will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And everybody said amen to his word. Ah, Lord, I love that. I speak to you from one simple word today, confidence, and you may be seated. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, because your confidence has great reward. Now, Every verse is a sermon within itself, and I'm going to extract thoughts throughout this exhortation from these verses for your consideration. And the first is verse 36 For ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. I see sometimes a lot of people who do the will of God, and because they do not have patience to receive the promise, They act out of the will of God and the promise evaporates in front of them. It's so important for us to understand verse 36, especially in the peril of the times that we live in, for we have need of patience that after we've done the will of God, that we might receive the promise and then the promise For all of us, as the body of Christ, the ecclesia, the called out, the redeemed, the promise for all of us is the next verse. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. And he will not tarry. Can I tell you right now that this could be the beginning of the end, what we are facing in our world. And Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth to catch his church away. And you are a part of the church. So if you understand you need patience to follow the will of God to receive the promise That the promise is he's coming back. And until that happens, we go to the next verse. The just until he returns shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, you can't put your hand to the plow and look back. The scripture tells us you would not be fit for the kingdom. But if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. But we, praise God, at New Life Christian Center on this Sunday morning, we are not of them who draw back into perdition. We're not going back into this world. But we are of them who believe all the way down to the saving of our soul. Is there anybody saved in this house today? Praise God. So if you look at this carefully, Luke 21, 19, and I spoke a little bit about this on Wednesday evening, Luke 21, 19 says, in your patience, possess ye your soul. Another translation goes like this, by your patient endurance. By your patient endurance, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you will gain your soul. This is not a day to allow our confidence in God to lapse. This is a day to put our full total confidence not in governments not in world events not in mankind this is a time to put our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ you don't have time to backslide this is not a time to walk out on God this is not a time to be totally sold out this is uh, this is a time to be totally sold out this is not a time for you not to be totally sold out and somebody said amen amen So in our text, for we have need of patience, everyone say patience, that after we've done the will of God, we might receive the promise. There are two dimensions to the will of God. I feel to bring this to you again this, this morning from our Wednesday night Bible study. I feel to bring this to you because this is for someone here this morning. There are two dimensions to the will of God. There is the general will of God. It's the general will of God. Then then there is the specific will of God. So within the scope of the general will of God, now follow this, follow with me here and see if you feel this and understand this. Within the scope of the general will of God, we find this table of contents, the general will of God. It is the general will of God for you to live a clean and holy life unto the Lord. It's just the will of God. It is the will of God for you to possess a proper attitude. It's God's will for you to love one another. It is God's will for you to love one another. Brother Tom Fred, our brother uh, uh, Tommy Kraft said, say it three times and they'll remember it. So it is the will of God for you to love one another. Okay, Now, here's the part of that statement that I want you to really listen to. It is the will of God to love one another even when that love is not reciprocated or given back to you in return. It is the general will of God. It's God's general will that you grow spiritually, mature naturally in this thing called life. It, it, it is the will of God to deal honestly in all things with all people. That is the will of God. Now, that's just the general will will of God. When it comes to the specific will of God, within the scope of that, I would share with you seven questions. Number one, when we, when we talk about what is the will of God pastor for my life? What is the will of God for the church? What is the will of God in these unprecedented hours that we're living in? Well, I I ask you questions and your answers will determine the specific will of God for your life. And I have seven questions. The first question I have to ask you about the specific will of God is this. Does it agree with the scripture? If it does not agree with the scripture, it is not the will of God. I've had people come to me and they've said that more than once, Pastor, God has spoken to me and God's told me to do this, 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 and this. And I would open a scripture and I said, Well, God's against this, this, and this. But when people have their mind made up, it doesn't matter what God has to say about it. I've come to the conclusion that when people get their mind made up that this is the will of God and it violates the Word of God, I don't know how I got on that, but the specific will of God, you have to ask this question. Does it come into perfect alignment with the Bible? Second question, does it agree with my spiritual inner man? Third, do I feel a check or hesitation in the Holy Ghost? Number four, does it Agree with the Holy Ghost or number five. Does it grieve the Holy Ghost number six? Do I feel peaceful as I contemplate his specific will of God the, the, the specific will of God for my life? And, and the question is this am I willing to give God an opportunity to open and our close issues relative to what I feel is his specific will for my life. All of us have to ask those questions in these unparalleled times because all of this, the reason I brought that to you again this morning is because all of the above, the general and specific will of God and how we address those two issues will have a direct effect upon our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, our scripture, our text for we have need of patience that after we have done the will of God, we might receive the promise. The 2020 prerequisite for the church is to be patient, knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ, according to his word, is coming back to earth again. The prerequisite, the, we can call it the precondition. We can go a little further and call it the requirement. Maybe you want to call it the qualification. The qualification for all of us, the precondition for all of us is found in Hebrews 10, 35, and here it is. Cast not away, therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. When I think of that, it takes me to Psalm chapter 27, starting at verse number 12, deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies. God, don't let me be turned over to the will of those who are against me for false witnesses are risen up against me and such as breathe out cruelty. Then David said, I had fainted. If I if I lose my confidence in God, if I listen to all that the world is bringing against us and all that we're dealing with in this world, David said, "I had fainted if that's all there was to it. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living." I want to encourage someone right now. With everything that's come against you, your family, This world, your relationship with God against the church, everything that we are facing right now, we would all faint unless we believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And as far as I can tell, this is still the land of the living. And David finally goes on to say, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. I say, wait on the Lord. And as we wait on the Lord... And as we allow his will to unfold in our lives, there are two promises from God that I want to share with you this morning. And let me say this, I share these promises with confidence in him, in his word, and in his will. Number one, the Lord promises that you will overcome and be victorious in him. Let me say it again. That's something you can believe, you can embrace, you can hang on to, you can put your confidence in that the Lord has given a promise to you that the church, you are going to overcome and be victorious. The second thing he has promised to all of us is that he is coming back to this earth again. Get your eyes off of this world. Don't let this world evaporate your confidence. Get your eye on the promise. And God has promised that he is going to come back to this earth Again, Get ready. Psalm chapter 27 now at verse number one. Hallelujah. Down through verse number six. Oh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Not going to affect my confidence. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? First of all, I'm coming against fear right now in the name of Jesus. Because fear does not come from him. He has given us love, power, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. He's not the author of fear. He's the author of honoring your faith. When the wicked, even my enemies, my foes shall come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. You want to know what I'm confident in? David is saying, one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, I'll tell you what's going to happen in the time of coronavirus, in the time of all kinds of turmoil, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me at his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me upon a rock and now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies therefore will I have confidence therefore I will offer up the sacrifice of joy I will sing I will sing praises unto my God that's the word that's the word. That's the word. Hallelujah. And in our text, we find verse 37. Oh, hallelujah. For yet a little while, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Hey, I don't know when he's coming. But I'm telling you, he's coming back. I don't know what we have to. I, I, listen, our world turned around. In a matter of moments. Upside down. Not just the coronavirus. America has been turned upside down. In a matter of moments. And I'm gonna go on record that this church, and I don't even have to say this because you know it, but this church is open to any and everybody. We all we want is for people to come in this place and find what we have found because God can change you, transform you. We are not of this world. Let me just tell you who you're sitting among right now. Let me tell you who you're sitting among. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are just passing through. We don't belong to this world. Our citizenship is not of this world. We belong... To another world and Jesus is our King of kings and our Lord of lords <clears throat> hallelujah Lord oh, Lord 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 hallelujah somebody say I am an ambassador of Christ mm. let me let me just tell you what happens when you are an ambassador I had the privilege of going to the United Nations two years ago with Brother Art Wilson and his wife and Brother Stan Gleason and his wife and Sister Keller and I. We went to the uh, the United Nations. We went into the General Assembly, and the first time that we know that Brother Art Wilson, who is an ambassador at large, he's one of our ministers, he said, as far as I know, this is the first time. Anyone has come into this place and prayed over this podium. And Brother Gleason and Sister Gleason and Brother and Sister Wilson and Sister Keller and I, we prayed over, out loud, we prayed over that pulpit that God would bless the nations of the world. And when we came out of the United Nations, back into the streets surrounding the United Nations, Brother Art Wilson said, there's one right there. And and so we we had talked about it before. He said, there's one right there. And And I said, it sure is. And there was a car There was a limousine that had a license plate that said ambassador and, and you know, an ambassador has something that's called diplomatic immunity. In other words, he may be in your nation, but he is not governed by the laws of your nation. In other words, if that ambassador driving that car that I saw goes down through the streets of New York City where it's 35 miles an hour and he's doing 70, when the policeman pulls him over, walks up to his window, he pulls out his diplomatic papers and says, I am an ambassador, and the policeman will bow his head, hand his documents back, and say something like this be careful no ticket no write-up no problem why because he's not from here he's governed by the laws of the nation he is a citizen of somebody's got to help me preach right now Can I tell you right now, the enemy of your soul wants to put every limitation that he can put on a sinful man or a sinful woman, he wants to put those limitations upon you, the church, the ecclesia. But when he pulls you over, all all you have to do is pull out your diplomatic community papers and say, Excuse me, I am not from this world. My citizenship is in another world. And so bring your fear, and I'm going to combat it with confidence. Bring your limitations, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not subject to the limitations you try to put on me because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And you've got diplomatic immunity. I want somebody to stand up and tell the devil, you cannot tell me what to do. I don't listen to you. I've got confidence in the Word of God. I'm from another world. I'm from another nation. I'm just passing through. I'm a pilgrim and a stranger just passing through. And I also want to tell you something else. My God is coming back. Woo! He's coming back. How close are we? Praise God. How close are we to the rapture of the church? How close are we? According to Matthew 24, 33, so likewise ye, when you shall see these things, know that it is near even at the door. We don't know the day or the hour, but I'm going to tell you right now, these are the words of Jesus in Matthew 24:33. So likewise, ye, when you see these things, I don't know how much more we have to see, but when you see these things, know that it is near the rapture. Can you imagine? Don't, don't, don't put your confidence in the fact that he's coming back don't don't let the fact that he didn't come in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and he hasn't come in the last 20 years don't let that affect your anticipation And your belief and your confidence in the word. Just because the world is saying he's not coming back. I'm telling you right now, according to his word, he is coming back. And when you see these things, know that it is near and it's even at the door. June 28th, 2020. The signs are everywhere. The signs of his return are all around us the signs point to the Lord's imminent return his return is at hand I personally believe that I will see the return of the Lord Jesus Christ I believe you will too I don't know the day I'm not here to tell you the hour but I am here to tell you I see the signs everywhere but the signs that I see pale in comparison what his word has to say about it can i say that again the signs that we see should not surprise us because his word has already established the fact that he's coming back i'm not putting my confidence that he's coming back on the signs that i see i'm putting my confidence on the fact that he's coming back according to the word of god the word of god One out of every 30 verses mentions the subject in your New Testament. One out of every 30 verses mentions the Lord's return. Of the 216 chapters in the New Testament, there are over 300 references to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Only four of the 27 New Testament books do not mention the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I do know this. These are perilous times. This is a time for the church to look up. Listen to Romans chapter 13, verse 11 and 12. And that knowing the time. How many can raise your hand, your heart, say, I know know the time. Praise God. According to the scripture and according to what I see, I see it. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For our salvation is nearer than when we believed. Here's what's happening. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. So I say with a holy writ, it is high time to live a life of expectancy. It's time to live a life where you expect the Lord Jesus Christ to return any moment. Because the rapture is at hand. According to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, get, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Now we can look at that and let all of the above shake our confidence or we can declare I have confidence in His promise. I have confidence in His word. And I have confidence this morning, and so I say with confidence, keep your eyes on the eastern horizon. Jesus Christ is coming back. And I say that with all confidence in the word of Jesus Christ. It won't be long. Oh Lord. It won't be long until according to your New Testament scripture, there's an angel that's going to put one foot on the land and one foot on the sea, and he's going to raise a trumpet, and he's going to declare, time shall be no more, and the rapture is going to take place. It won't be long until you are going to hear the sound of the trumpet. According to your New Testament, as the lightning which shines under one part of heaven and then shines unto another part of heaven. You know how quickly that can happen. A streak of lightning, as a streak of lightning shines under this part of heaven, boom, and it's over under this part of heaven. So shall it be in the day of the coming of man, as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Lord. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, until Noah went into the ark, and the Lord closed the door. As it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank. It goes like this in Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the heaven, in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, the stress of nations and perplexity, the sea and the earth, uh, the waves roaring, This is a depiction, ladies and gentlemen, of what we are facing right now. Men's hearts failing them for fear for looking after those things that have come upon the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory when these things begin to come to pass then look up, lift up your heads because your redemption draweth nigh this is not a time to be discouraged this is a time to lift up your head and declare Jesus Christ Is coming back to earth again. Are you ready? Are you ready? Ready or not. Here I come. Whoo. Hallelujah. Look at Philippians chapter 1. Verse number 6. Being confident of this very thing. Lord, 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 Lord. I'm almost finished. Being confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It does, it does not say, help me right here. Somebody's got to help me with an amen right here. Maybe not. Let me try that again. Somebody's got to help me with an amen right here. I felt like I was back preaching to empty walls. The thing about those 10, 12 weeks we did that, not one person walked out on me while I was preaching. I didn't have any amens either. So I'd rather have people walking out and get an amen. So here we go. Are you ready? Being confident of this very thing, that he, Jesus Christ, which hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. When you say the day of Jesus Christ, you're talking about the second coming of the Lord. It does not say, and this is where I need an amen when I finish this. It does not say, he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until coronavirus shows up. It does not say, he that begun a good work in you will perform it until things start unraveling around the world. Does not say that, but this is what it does say. Regardless of what we're facing, regardless of what you are facing, regardless of what you're dealing with, this is, what I, this is where I want you to put your. This is what it says. He that had begun a good work in you will perform it until somebody say until the day of Jesus Christ. All you have to do is keep your faith, keep your confidence, keep your hope in Jesus. So here it is. I'm just going to go into the book of Revelation, because there's a lot of scripture in there that talks about the hour we're sitting in in right now. And I just want to go through and make some statements that you can put your confidence in. Number one, you will. Mm. Adam and Eve lost the tree of life. The Lord, first of all, when they sinned, he put angels with flaming swords to protect the tree of life. He said, I'm not letting man get back to that tree of life. Because if he eats of that tree with a fallen nature, he'll live forever with a fallen nature. And so the Lord transplanted the tree of life to heaven. And in the book of Revelation, Lord, that a preach right there. That's not even in my notes. Praise God. I think Brother Mooney could come right behind me and take off on that for about 20 minutes. Hallelujah. Listen to me carefully. Watch this. This is something, this is something I want you to, this is where I want you to put your confidence this morning. Here's where I want you to place your confidence. You, you will eat from the tree of life. And when you eat from the tree of life, you'll eat of that tree because you've been raptured by his righteousness and you when you get there and eat of that tree you will live forever in the righteousness of god watch this carefully you will not be hurt by the second death these are excerpts from the book of revelation you will eat of the hidden manna the marriage supper of the lamb you will have power over all nations the same shall be clothed with white raiment. Let, let, me, let, me say, let, me, let me tell you. The first time Jesus rode into Jerusalem, he rode into Jerusalem on what? A donkey. The donkey was considered the beast of burden. The donkey is what you would load down to take your groceries home with. The donkey would work in the fields. The horses were reserved for war by and large. The horses were reserved for war. The donkey was the beast of burden. The horses were used for war. The first... The first time... He rode into Jerusalem. He rode in on a donkey because he was there to do business on Calvary. But the next time, the next time he comes and rides into Jerusalem, he won't be on a donkey. He'll be on a white horse and he's coming to deal with the antichrist. He's coming to deal with coronavirus. He's coming to deal with every problem. And guess what? You'll be on a white horse right behind him because we're going to come in together with the Lord Jesus Christ. His business is over. His business is over. He's coming for war. You better get ready. You better get ready. Jesus Christ is coming back. You will have power over all nations. The same shall be clothed with white raiment, you and me. Those who overcome will have their names written in the book of life. You'll be a pillar in the temple of God. You shall these are all promises that I put my confidence in from the book of Revelation. You'll be a pillar in the temple of God. You shall never be removed. You're going to inherit all things. You will be granted to sit with the Lord Jesus Christ on his throne. And you will hear him say, I will be his God. I will be her God and they shall be my children. I'm gonna hear it someday cast not away therefore your confidence I don't care what you're facing do not let go of your confidence that's what this message is about Psalm 25 in closing as the musicians and singers come Psalm 25 1 through 5 unto thee O Lord do I lift my soul I wonder if you would just close your eyes just just for these five verses I want you to listen to him carefully on the inside of your spirit just close your eyes for a moment and listen as I read Psalm 25 1 2 3 4 & 5 unto thee O Lord do I lift my soul let's let this be our prayer right now let's let this be our prayer I know in just a moment the ministers are going to come and join me on the platform and we're going to open the altar for prayer. But right now, I want this to be everyone in this building's prayer. Unto Thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul. Why? Because I understand it's a soul issue. O my God, I trust in Thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on Thee be ashamed. Let them that be ashamed which transgresses without cause. Those are the ones who should be ashamed. Those who transgress without cause should be ashamed. But the next verse says, Lord, show me thy ways. Teach me thy paths. And then finally in verse 5, David said, lead me in thy truth and teach me for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee Do I wait all the day? My patience. I'm waiting on you, Lord, all day long. As the ministers make their way up here. The last part of Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 12. The last part of Hebrews 6 and 12. I think we may have it here on the screen for you. If you look at it carefully, maybe we do not have it. Who through faith and patience inherit the promise. There it is. Oh, Lord. I read that this morning. I studied this weekend. I found that scripture this morning, and I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. We preach a lot about faith, and so we should, because the just shall live by faith according to our text. We preach a lot about faith, and this does not minimize faith, but it joins hands with faith. Who through faith and patience inherit the promise? Don't, don't rush God, don't, don't rush His hand. Have faith have patience. God's got this. God's going to see us through, through faith and patience. We're going to inherit the promise. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.